Welcome to SNC's podcast series, SNC Critical Insights. I'm Marilena Doding, an associate in SNC's London office, and with me today is Juan Rodriguez, a partner in SNC's London office and co-head of SNC's European Competition Group and the firm's antitrust group. Today, we're going to talk about the judgment handed down by the European Court of Justice in the Fiat case in November 2022 and its implication for future state aid investigations. And this really couldn't be more of a hot topic. Throughout the last 10 years, the European Commission has been on a quest to go after tax arrangements across Europe. A few weeks ago at a state aid conference in Copenhagen, Commissioner Vestea reaffirmed that the Commission remains resolved to, quote, target aggressive tax planning and selective tax subsidies that distort the EU single market. She added that the Commission carried out an in-depth investigation into tax ruling practices in all EU member states for the period 2014 to 2018, and that this will likely lead to new Commission investigations in the near future. The fiat case itself was complex and right at the intersection of national tax law and European state aid rules. It's a landmark judgment that brought an important clarification of the parameters under which the Commission may under the state aid rules in Article 107 TFEU, investigate individual tax rulings. For background, and for those listeners who may not be familiar with the concept of state aid under EU law, Article 107 of the Treaty of the Functioning of the European Union provides that any aid granted by a member state or through state resources in any form whatsoever which distort or threaten to distort competition by favoring certain undertakings or the production of certain goods shall, insofar as it affects trade between member states, be incompatible with the internal market. It's well established from the Commission's practice and case law that unduly favorable tax measures can be aid for these purposes. However, the European Union operates under the principle of conferred competence and direct taxation remains within the sovereignty of each member state. As a result, only those tax measures which confer on certain companies a so-called selective advantage, so in other words, those advantages which other companies do not enjoy, and which, as a result, have a distortive effect on competition, violate state aid rules. The key first step to identify whether a tax measure violates Article 107 is to identify the correct reference framework to assess whether the measure confers an advantage selectively. So the key questions in the Fiat case were essentially whether the Commission chose the correct reference framework and in consequence was entitled to apply and whether it then correctly applied the arm's length principle to determine whether the tax treatment of Fiat Finance and Trade Limited, uh, later renamed Fiat Chrysler Finance Europe or FCFE, gave it a so-called selective advantage. FCFE is part of the former Fiat Chrysler Group, now Stellantis Group, and engaged in intra-group financing transactions and the provision of treasury services to other members of the uh, now Stellantis Group. The Fiat case is important because it was one of the first uh, test cases, the four test cases that uh, the Commission started uh, in applying its new policy in relation to state aid and individual tax rulings. And therefore, 
Um, Fiat was one of the early cases to go through the European courts, and more importantly, was the first of these cases to be decided by the highest European court, the, the Court of Justice. So for context, the other relevant cases are Starbucks. Um, Starbucks managed to succeed in its appeal against the Commission's decision in the General Court. Uh, Amazon and Apple. And the uh, Amazon and Apple cases are currently pending in appeal before the Court of Justice. So just to give everybody an overview of Fiat case and the timeline, it's essentially been a 10-year-long saga. In 2012, following a request from the tax advisors of FCFE, the Luxembourg tax authorities approved an advanced transfer pricing arrangement, setting out how intergroup financing transactions should be priced in order to determine FCFE's annual taxable profit in Luxembourg for the next five years. Um, this is what we will refer to as the tax ruling. So that was 2012. Then three years later, in 2015, following an in-depth investigation, the Commission found that the tax ruling constituted illegal state aid under Article 107 TFEU. The Commission alleged that Luxembourg had accepted, quote, artificial and complex methods that do not reflect economic reality, and finding that the transfer pricing arrangement contemplated by the tax ruling complied with Luxembourg transfer pricing law. Applying the arm's length principle, the Commission concluded that the tax ruling conferred a selective advantage on fiat by underestimating its profit, which other comparable taxpayers do not enjoy, thus distorting competition in the EU. What followed in the years 2015 and 2019 uh, was a challenge of that Commission decision before the court in Luxembourg, the general court. Uh, before which Fiat and Luxembourg argued that the tax ruling did not confer a selective advantage. Fiat and Luxembourg both argued that the Commission had used an incorrect reference framework and misapplied the rules provided by Luxembourg law. The General Court then handed down its judgment in November 2019. It wholeheartedly endorsed the Commission's reasoning. Fiat and Ireland, as an interested member state, with the support of Luxembourg as an intervener, then appealed that general court judgment before the Court of Justice of the European Union. The Court of Justice handed down its judgment in November 2022. In grand chamber composition, which shows the complexity of the case, the Court of Justice annulled the general court judgment and the 2015 commission decision. So, Juan, why don't you talk us through the key grounds of appeal? So, in a nutshell, both Fiat and Ireland um, argued that the General Court had erred in endorsing the Commission's analysis of selective advantage because that analysis had failed to identify and to apply the correct frame of reference, namely Luxembourg tax law. It was as simple as that. And that was exactly the key point. Rather than applying Luxembourg tax law, the Commission had come up with and applied its own arm's length principle that did not exist as such anywhere else. It effectively skewed the denominator in the advantage analysis. Both Fiat and Ireland argued that there was no legal basis for the Commission's version of the arm's length principle, and that even if there was, the General Court failed to properly define its scope and contents, thereby breaching the EU legal principle of legal certainty. The General Court had not given adequate or coherent reasons for its analysis of the legal basis of the Commission's version of the arm's length principle, 
In Fierton Ireland's view, there was simply no such pan-European principle that would be applicable across the EU, regardless of whether the arm's length principle had been incorporated into the national tax law. Ireland in particular had a vested interest in this point because, in contrast to Luxembourg tax law, Irish tax law does not incorporate an arm's length principle. The General Court's judgment clearly lacked clarity and coherence on this key point. Fiat and Ireland also both argued that the so-called Forum 187 case, which was heavily relied on by the Commission, uh, both in its initial decision against Fiat and at first instance in the General Court, um, and Fiat and Ireland argued that that case could not be used as a legal basis for the Commission's version of the arm's length principle. The case concerned the application of the OECD cost plus method because that method had been incorporated into the relevant Belgian national tax law for that case. In other words, the measure in that case was a derogation from the Belgian national legal reference framework and not from an extrinsic principle derived from EU law and interpolated into the Belgian tax system. Furthermore, the General Court breached the fundamental principle of legal certainty by endorsing the Commission's version of the arm's length principle without addressing its scope or contents. Let's go through the Court's judgment then. At the outset, the Court recalls that a treatment that confers a selective advantage on the beneficiary may amount to state aid. That is pretty uncontroversial. In other words, even though tax law remains within the national autonomy of each member state, it is not immune to falling foul of Article 107 if it confers a selective advantage and distorts competition. But the key part of the judgment is the court's treatment of the commissions and the general court's approach to the arm's length principle. It overturned the general court's previous notion in both the Fiat and Starbucks case that, and this is a quote, in the case of a tax system which pursues the objective of taxing the profits of all resident companies, the application of the arm's length principle for the purposes of applying Article 107 is justified independently of whether that principle has been incorporated into national law. This is how the Court of Justice summarized the general court's judgment in a nutshell. Uh, in fact, uh, the court did not have to deal with most of our other arguments or pleas because it concluded fairly succinctly that the version of the arm's length principle endorsed by the commission and the general court had no legal basis whatsoever in national law or EU law and that the commission had, therefore, judged the tax ruling against the incorrect reference framework. Absolutely. The commission was not entitled to merely dismiss the relevance of Luxembourg tax law and apply its own version of the arm's length principle, which differed from the Luxembourg tax law arm's length principle. Yes, the Court of Justice in the Fiat case made it crystal clear that the relevant reference framework against which the Commission must judge whether a measure confers a selective advantage is national tax law. The Court of Justice, for the first time, spelled out that even where national law is intended as regards the taxation of integrated companies to bring about a reliable approximation of the market price, and in that sense, corresponds in general terms to that of the arm's length principle, the fact remains that in the absence of harmonization in EU law, the specific detailed rules for the application of that principle 
are defined by national law and must be taken into account in order to identify the reference framework for the purposes of determining the existence of a selective advantage. In response to a question from the judges at the hearing in May 2021, the Commission actually tried to argue that in the tax ruling at issue, the Luxembourg Tax Administration had misapplied the rules that normally apply as regards the arm's length principle and the calculation of transfer pricing. The Court of Justice agreed with Ireland and us, though, that this claim was not sufficient because it did not involve any examination of the way in which the arm's length principle, as enshrined in Luxembourg tax law, had actually been interpreted and applied. So, Juan, what would you then say are the key takeaways from the judgment? So I think there are at least four key takeaways. Um, the first and perhaps most obvious one is that the Court of Justice plays a critically important role uh, as a check and balance on excessive zeal by the Commission uh, when the Commission wishes to pursue a novel interpretation um, and application of, of EU law. Secondly, um, this case, I think, restores some faith in the robustness of tax rulings, uh, at least as far as the state aid rules are concerned, because the Commission's methodology would clearly have introduced considerable legal uncertainty because it would have given the Commission uh, a, a clean sheet to uh, attack tax rulings on the basis of the Commission's own ill-defined methodology. Thirdly, uh, the case establishes once and for all that the correct reference framework for assessing the compatibility of tax rulings under the state aid rules is national tax law and not an extrinsic um, arm's length principle of the Commission's own making. And finally, it'll be interesting to see the extent to which the court's judgment in the Fiat case is relevant for the Apple and Amazon cases that are, that are currently on appeal in Luxembourg. Thank you, Juan. And thank you for listening to SNC Critical Insights. For more information about our practice, please visit us on the web at www.salcrum.com. Thank you.